to the show it's your boy lewis and it's your boy gibby what's going on guys uh the music intro today was by trooper here for a good time i just wanted Not to a long time yeah just spread some positivity and uh, I mean, it's just so true. We're here for a good time, not a long time. So stick with us and listen to every episode and uh, go to allhabs.net and follow all of our content. Yes. If you're here for a good time, just like us. So <laughs> today we're going to talk about current events. We're going to talk about the newest acquisitions mm-hmm. for the Habs. Uh, Stanley Cup Finals. I know only one game has been played, but we'll take a little peek in there. We're going to talk draft and prospects with a special guest, a friend of the show, Costa Ronzokos. He's a writer for the Puck Authority website and the host of the Next Generation Hockey Podcast. Uh, we have the Let's Have Some Fun segment and so much more. But first, what has happened since we've been gone? So a father left his house to shop and apparently play Pokemon Go. <laughs> left his four-year-old child behind. So somehow the four-year-old ended up hanging from the balcony when uh, a man walking by, so the kid was able to hang, up, hang on long enough for a guy who was walking by, he climbed four balconies up to save the kid. Wow. This happened in France. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, you never heard about that story? No. Oh, man, you got to check out the video. This guy, like, they call him the real-life Spider-Man. Oh, so he just, like, went up. He climbed him. up four balconies, climbed up, and saved the kid while this that's kid's crazy. father. So they're that kid's got great uh, yeah, they bicep. Said, <laughs> yeah, man, endurance. four years old, man. That kid, <laughs> he could lift. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you that, but they're, they're actually, I think the, kid, the, the man who saved him, he came from Africa to France, and I think the president of France gave him uh, citizenship. Wow! As a reward, and they're investigating the father. So, well, did the father catch like? Gyros? I don't know anybody big. Maybe the man. Maybe Mew was around. You never know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you never know. Yeah, I, I like first thing I thought is like Pokemon Go. Is that still a thing? Apparently, it is. I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, Roseanne oh my God. got canceled by ABC for racist comments on Twitter. I was trying to find the, the the comments. I didn't find it. Yeah, she was taught. She said something uh, to somebody about like uh, I don't know. I, I'm not going to repeat it. It's but anyway, bad. Just Clearly. it was something bad. Uh, she claims it was because she was on Ambien. Ambien. Yeah, sleeping pills. Right. Uh, yeah. So I have actually that's later. But yeah, Ambien <laughs> is like sleeping pills, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. So don't blame it on anything, Roseanne. You're done. I don't like the show anyway. Never liked the show, but allegedly had good ratings this time around. Yeah, whatever. Not my type of show, but eh, whatever. I'm, I'm happy that ABC stu- stand, uh, stood up 
And I mean, racism is unacceptable. So it's it's nice to see a big network like that, uh, you know, actually stand up for oh, it. Oh, so. for sure. Uh, moving into fighting, T- uh, UFC there. Darren Till beat uh, Stephen Thompson, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, with mm-hmm. a controversial majority decision this weekend. And I mean, it just seems like it's just happening more times than not where it's a controversial decision. Yeah. Like U- UFC's kind of... No, but e- boxing and everything. Like, do you think that they should implement something where, like, the fight is reviewed after? Like, you know, you can't, you can't do that. Like that. I uh, know. I, I, I know. Get it. I get what you're saying because then everybody they can analyze it and it's not like right away type of thing. But like, no, no, no. I'm saying no. They still make the the call there, but then it's like reviewed by like a board of fighting or something like that after the bout. So the decision is made by the judges. Still keep the same system, but if it's really that controversial. Then it's reviewed by a board, and then they can reverse or, yeah, keep the decision. Something like that, because I mean, a lot of the times, like there's guys like who have their records on the line, man. Yeah, undefeated fighters. Sometimes it's like, I don't know. Something needs to be done. The, the consistency in judging, like this guy won by a uh, unanimous decision, and they're like, there's no way that he could have won that fight by unanimous decision. So many people spoke up about it. So I don't know. Something needs to be done. They need to find consistency, consistency in judging. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Michael Bisbing, retired. The man. You hate you. Michael hate the guy. Count Bisbing. You hate him. Hate him. I like him. Hate him. He will not be missed on my side. I don't mind him. He's all right. He, the guy's a grinder. Okay, a grinder. but let me ask you, is he coming back? For what? Like, because, you know, how many times people retire and come back? I don't know. It the depends, money. right? If, they need the, if he needs the money, I doubt it. He's, Just uh, you he's make your call. Right? What do you think? Is he coming back? I don't think so. I think he's done. Okay. I think he's gonna go towards the commentator analyst. Yeah, he's already he already started. Yeah, dipping his feet in that. So probably, yeah, so I, think, I think that's a full time thing for him now. Yeah, good for him. All right. Wish him uh, all the best in his retirement. Uh, so Dana White also came out said McGregor and Nurmagomedov. Yeah, the, that fight's likely to happen. Yeah, but when? The yeah, fact that know. Dana White is still gonna give McGregor a fight after yeah, but the, the shit he come pulled, on, we already know that that all was just some publicity. I know, but like it just makes you build look up so, the fight. It look, it makes the UFC look so stupid. Because remember, before there's really no history, yeah, between McGregor and Nurmagomedov. Right. off. So, I mean, at the end of the day, they need something to to grab people's attention. Now, this is a storyline of what happened between the two camps and this and that. This yeah. is something you can build a fight so around. It's dumb. It's so corny. Hey, nobody cares about, they don't care about how corny it looks, how act staged. They don't care none of that. All they care about is the money that it generates. So I'll watch the fight, but I think it's corny. I think it's going to be a great fight, to tell you the truth. I think Nurmagomedov is McGregor's kryptonite. He's going to have to knock him out, but this guy likes to take people down and beat them up, and that's not Connor's game. So he's probably working right now a lot on his takedown defense. Mm -hmm. Moving into football, Dak Prescott. He came out and said that he's not convinced that a team needs a number one receiver. Okay. Like, because I guess they were That's pretty dumb. much grilling him, saying, you know, where. Uh, Des Bryant's yeah, gone. Yeah, Des Bryant's gone. And he looks around. He's like, wow, you know, it's a team thing. It's all about finding different targets and this and that. And he's yeah, not. Yeah, but convinced. look at all the teams that have won the Super Bowl. They all have a 
definitive. I, I don't. I disagree with him a hundred percent. I'm just like it's yeah. a weird thing to say. I think it's more of something just ducking the. Questions. He's only saying it because he kind of has to because he doesn't have a number one. <laughs> yeah, I guess right. But it's like ah, you know, nowadays it's all about spreading the ball and spreading. Which out the I offense. get, but you should always have a number one receiver. Yeah, because your number one receiver is going to get guarded. Yeah, heavy, and that's where you open, open up space up for if, other receivers. Listen. I am a Bills fan. I can tell you that we have not had a number one receiver, and <laughs> spreading out the ball has not worked. Yeah. Okay, having a bunch of mediocre receivers is not going to work. You and need the number one. We got Alshon, and look where the Eagles are at. Yeah, they Super Bowl champs. Ring. They got a And ring. he's a legitimate number one, and yeah. they spread the ball out. You got yeah. Zach Ertz. You got a whole bunch of weapons there, so. Yeah, I'm sorry, Dak. Try again. Yeah. Teddy Bruckshot Bridgewater. Is mm. turning heads at Jets OTAs. Is he going to win that job? Probably. I thought that I wanted him to tell well, you. Well, who's the, truth. the other? Who's the other? Yeah, you guys were. Well, they about. drafted one. Um, yeah, they traded McCowan. They? they still have McCowan. Yeah, I'm sure they'll let uh, the quarterback they drafted marinate, and then Bridgewater will take over. Yeah, man. I mean, before he got injured in the playoffs, took his team to the playoffs. He's a good quarterback. Kid was a stud. You know, bad injury. I'm surprised that Minnesota walked away like that. But at the end of the day, with the season that kind of Case Keenum had and stuff, I guess yeah. it was it was tough. But yeah, I think I personally think he's going to win that job. We'll see. I guess um, Real Madrid wins the Champions League final again. Typical. I mean, it's Ronaldo and the the boys. I know, but. Where do you rank that goal by Gareth, Gareth Bale's Bale. goal is the is in my opinion the best goal. Yeah, that I think was it's amazing. better. I think it's better than Ronaldo's. Okay, Ronaldo's is more difficult, but in the, on the stage and the difficulty added that together, it's it's a it was fantastic, and also the goalies uh, the goalie for Liverpool probably one of the <laughs> worst performances I've ever seen. In my yeah, life. that was bad. That was like what you call choking. That was just terrible. That was a terrible. Like, that yeah. guy is getting a lot of death threats apparently. And <laughs> yeah, he cannot walk the streets of Liverpool. Let's yeah. just say that. Now we got to see where Ronaldo's going to end up because there's rumors he's going to Yeah, there's go. always rumors. Now it's about focus on the World Cup. Yeah. Which, by the way, he was already focused on the World Cup because he did not have that great of a game. Nah, but you know, like we quiet. like we were just talking about in football, same thing happens. Hey, guys, they're taking away Ronaldo. Their their focus is on Ronaldo. That's why you but bring it really in a guy wasn't. like Bill. No, nah, he had his he had some opportunities. He was getting guarded pretty well. I mean, hey, it's no secret that he's getting older and he's slowing down. That's that's facts. Yeah. Uh, a guy that is getting older but is not slowing down, LeBron James. LeBron James. He played the full 48 minutes, and he carried the Cavs to the NBA Finals. He, If anybody ever thinks that he's not the best player of all time, you obviously don't know basketball. I don't know basketball that much, but it's just common sense. The guy's been in the NBA Finals for the past eight years. Regardless of if he wins them or not, he literally is the reason why Cleveland is there. He's single-handedly, yeah. If you take LeBron James off Cleveland, they're trash. If you take a star off of... If you take DeMar DeRozan off of the Raptors, we'll say, just because we're from Toronto, we know they're still a good team. They're still decent. They'll yeah. still, they'll still Won't play Won't make that well. big of a difference. No. LeBron Either James way, still is get swept. the <laughs> X factor. He is the guy. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to say... like I think that just what he's done with this team this year, with those... 
they made those acquisitions at the deadline. This team was terrible. Then he car- he carried this team single handedly, carried this team to the finals. I mean, he is the greatest of all time. I have to say it. And if somehow he can find a way to beat Golden State, I mean, there's no questions after that. Yeah, there's not even a debate. If he can win the championship with this Cavs team, there's no question. After that, nobody can say anything. No. Right now, I would say still a little debatable. You can debate it. But I, I believe that he is still yeah. debatable right now. But if he wins this championship, there's no doubt. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Done. Done. Closed. Uh, but how do you feel about the Cavs and Golden State again in the finals? Like, I mean, it's... Isn't it getting a little tiring? Yeah, but like, I mean, teams have to improve clearly they have to improve their team and i feel like toronto because obviously i'm going to talk about toronto just because i'm from a i'm from toronto and i know the raptors a little bit i don't follow them too much but they've made jumps and they've made quite the acquisitions over the past couple years to improve their squad i think they're just no it i don't honestly i don't think it really matters at this point just because if whoever has lebron james is gonna yeah is gonna succeed so you got to just make sure that LeBron goes out west and then yeah, Toronto that's what can we're make it to the finals. <laughs> that's what we're going to hope for. Uh, switching gears to hockey, Kovalchuk, his agent reaching out to NHL teams. Like like usual. Yeah, I mean, this is not, this is yeah. just. I'm not interested. Mark Bergeron, stay away from him. Yeah, Please, I you. think he, like, I think a team is going to probably do the same thing that Ra- with uh, with Kovalchuk that Radulov did uh, maybe yeah. a one year, but he's older. Kovalchuk's older than yeah, him. still still a good player. I'm not interested in it because we just don't need wingers right mm-hmm. now. We need a center. So for me, it's a no. It's a no for me, dog. <laughs> yeah, Randy. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like again, that's just something resurfacing. I'm sure he'll land in one of the big markets, a uh, Vegas, uh, uh, New York. Uh, I can't believe I just said Vegas is one of the big <laughs> markets, but it's the truth. Uh, <laughs> Vegas Golden Knights. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pre-game ceremony. So weird. <laughs> I was like, what am I watching? Like, what is this? I felt like I was at medieval times. Yeah. I, like, I, I was just I, waiting too. for some... T- and a lot of people were tweeting that out. <laughs> yeah. Like, what is that? Like, it was so corny and it was so, like, it was weak. It was I terrible. I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. It was terrible. I thought it was terrible. Um, I liked where they were going with about, it initially. How about, how about uh, who was it? Little John. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Who else was there? Oh, man, I don't know. Like a whole bunch of people. I don't remember. Oh, man, who was it? It was Little John. Someone that looked... Uh, Chris Angel. Oh, Chris Angel, man. Whoa, he looks Buddy rough. Looks sick. <laughs> yeah, he looks rough. And then someone else, but yeah, whatever. I think it was... Was it Seth Rogen? No. Mm, I can't remember now. Okay, so whatever. It was funny. I was like, what the hell? They're like ringing the... They're doing that little horn <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, the little... The, the, I don't know what that thing's called. It's the, like a little... The winder. The, wind, the yeah. horn winder or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was weird. <laughs> That's a, that's a common thing, though. You see that in, in some stadiums. But, yeah, I mean, I liked the concept of it. It wasn't executed properly, though. It was weird. I liked how they shot the arrows. Yeah, and then everything. And then the, the ice went on fire. But then it just went too far with, like, the night coming out <laughs> and that, that crust, like, that terrible battle. <laughs> like, that was, that was a terrible battle. Yeah, it was brutal. The only thing I really liked about it was Michael Buffer coming out and announcing the lineup. Yeah, that was pretty. That good. was good. I was like, it's about time. You and guys he's got like right Vegas. There. He's a Vegas face, so that one I can give. But besides that, they took they took it like it's not about hockey anymore. So, yeah. I mean, I didn't like it at all. Uh, and then ending off on Tom Wilson, his hit. That what do you guy, think about it? Get out of the NHL. 
It wasn't it, okay. It wasn't a dirty hit in the sense of like elbows or whatever, but it was a blindside late hit as well. Like it's kind of just like it's an unnecessary hit that you don't need to make. Yeah. So you're kind of just there trying to make. Yeah, them. but you know another thing too is like Marchessault is like just like in La La Land too. Like he's not even looking. He makes the pass and just kind of looks up. Like so. I mean, I don't think it was late. I don't think it was that late. It was like right on the border. March or so, I think, needs to be more aware when you're on the ice and if Tom Wilson's on the ice. Yeah. Um, I do agree that, yes, I mean, that hit shouldn't have been made. It's not necessary. The play is gone. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's just a, a retaliatory whatever hit. You know what I mean? And it's a, a predat what is it? predatory hit. Yeah, predator that, hit, whatever. Yeah, like that's what I would say. Uh, but at the end of the day, like, I don't think it belongs in the game. But at the same time, like you said, by rule, it's not dirty. And, I mean, this is what this guy does. And probably out of frustration and a bunch of stuff that, you know, not a lot of things went their way, especially late. So, I don't know. I don't know either. Again, man. walking the line. But the thing is, is he's a good player. He's not. Yeah, he's all But right. he's got to stop doing these just things. just dirty. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all we got for now. Time to get to the show. Just the two of us We can make it if we try Just the two of us Just the two of All right Habs news hmm. Kale Fleury and the Pats Came up short In the Memorial Cup final uh, It's official All Habs prospects are officially done Playing hockey Yeah so For the summer Rest up, boys. Training camp's coming soon. Now, this kid, what an imposing force, man. The kid has size. He has power. He can also create offense. I mean, this guy was drafted 87th overall. Mm -hmm. And I think that he could end up being a steal for the Habs. You know? Yeah. He was a standout to me. Uh, you know, maybe, like, I... Maybe because really when I watched the Memorial Cup, I only paid attention to him. So that might be why he was a standout to me. But <laughs> I think that, like, you know, obviously his physicality was unmatched by anybody that I saw. Kid was just leveling guys. He looked strong. He was out there for a lot of uh, situations. Um, he has some offensive flair. I think, I think we have something there. I guess we got to wait and see. Yeah, I mean, anyway, congrats to Kill for a great season and I look forward to uh, seeing him at the next level. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is the breaking news. We have some signings. Breaking news. Breaking, breaking. Well, it's not breaking now, but it <laughs> broke earlier. It's broken, 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 been broken, been broken, broken news. Uh, the Hab signed Czech defenseman, Mikel Moravicic <laughs> and David Schlenica to contracts. <laughs> Okay, first off, it's a good vote of confidence when two players with uh, good potential sign in Montreal because apparently they were a lot of NHL teams were calling. Mm -hmm. um, it gives free agents something to think about. Now these aren't your Rasmus Dalin type guys, so I don't know. So everyone just relax for a little bit. <laughs> I mean, in the sense of instantly coming into the NHL and being a force, um, they'll need to probably marinate for a little while, but they do have good potential now. Mikhail Moravicic is he's 6'4, 212 pounds. That's a big boy. Big boy. Um, he's a complete player with a hard shot, good outlet pass, 
Apparently, he quarterbacked the power play for Plizen, which is the team he played for in the Czech Republic. Uh, scouts say he'll be a good, reliable addition to Laval's back end. Mm. Now, as for David Sklenica. Sklenica. He's a, he's a smaller, agile defender, so a little bit of the opposite of uh, Mr. Moravchich. He's <laughs> 5'11", 181 pounds, still young. He's only 20, um, so he, he still has a few things to learn. He makes some mistakes, but he has the higher potential due to the fact that the game nowadays, it's a lot more speed-based. He's got a lot to learn still in the defensive zone, but he has a lot of offensive upside, which is good. So, yeah. I mean... These two guys, hopefully we can find something in these two guys and they can be our one-two pairing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like you said, uh, Michael Moravichuk, he had 16 points in 54 games, 23 years old. Yeah. He's not that old, still young. And uh, David Schlenica, 14 points, 49 games. Not the guys are probably going to you know, have a lot of goals, but good depth signings. I think at the end of the day, it's two left-handed defenders. Yeah, which one do we need? Yeah, they're not French. We know that. Okay, everybody calm down. We know they're Czech. They're assigned simply to make Zadina feel at home when we draft them. Okay, that's, that's all people, right? <laughs> Plus, Jarl Spacek was their coach, so he put in the good word for them. Okay? That, that's, that's the Montreal. reason why he's there. <laughs> Montreal is good. It's good to go there. Uh, but seriously, I don't know too much about them, just the stats that we just said. Um, relatively young prospects. Yeah. Left-handed shot. I mean, they're most likely going to see time in Laval. That's where pro- they're going to be. Um, I didn't see much of them in the tournament, just some highlights. Uh, I know the Habs were probably scouting the tournament, so they probably saw something that they liked, right? Hey. So all I'm going to say is welcome to the organization, Michael and David. Stay away from Twitter. And Hadne Stetsi, which means good luck in Czech. Okay. <laughs> well done. I hope I said that. Hadne Stetsi. Okay. Welcome and good luck. Yes. Okay. Well, <laughs> um, so Laval Rocket uh, agreed to terms on a one-year, two-way AHL contract uh, with goaltender Etienne Marco. Uh, okay. Uh, interesting signing, to say the least, with the amount of goalies we already have in our system. He is a Laval native. Um, Etienne is six foot tall, six feet tall, 168 pounds, and is 24 years old. Could it be a coincidence? It could be. I mean, I think the signing is heavily influenced by Joel Bouchard, who Etienne played under. Yeah, um, I mean, our team is turning into the freaking Armada. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's looking like. Um, He's bringing us old squad over there. It's definitely a depth move, and unless moves are made in the Laval system, I think he's going to play in the ECHL. Uh, how old is he? You know? uh, he's 24. Oh, okay, so he's already older. Right? Yeah, he's yeah. a little bit older. But, I mean, goalies don't usually... They take longer to develop. Yeah, I mean, right? this one is interesting for me. I think he was... he was Okay, so he was part of the Rocket last season, this guy. Uh, but I don't... He never played. He just uh, backed up. He suited up as a backup once. Yeah. On a, a tryout or whatever. So, um, I think, though, that this signing means that somebody's time is up. Either Fucali's time is up or one of McNiven or Lindgren is getting traded. Yeah. Which is unlikely. I don't think they're getting traded. So I think, in my opinion, Fucali, he's an RFA. Yeah. Contract is done. Uh, and I just it feels like it's starting to feel like he's the, the odd man out. He's going to be the one moving on. And, and it sucks. I don't think he, he's necessarily had a fair shake at it. He's been up and down, up and down uh, a lot. 
Um, and then he just dropped down the depth chart. You have Lindgren, who's played so well. Uh, and then you have McNiven, who, in my opinion, is the better prospect. Mm-hmm. Right? So I think that this guy, like you said, may be the ECHL guy. And Fukali just might, they might not re-sign him. Yeah. I don't see it happening. Uh, and I've, it's, it's the way that the cookie crumbles sometimes. And I've seen Fukali play a few times at the Brampton Beast. And he did not look very good. No, he's... He did not look good. But then again, I mean, it could be because he knew I was watching. Yeah. Right? And I was critiquing. <laughs> so yeah. I wear my all-hab sweater. <laughs> I don't have any. Rick, hook us up with some all-hab sweaters. Let's get some custom Add habs. something so they know all I'm in the building. Sweaters. But yeah. That's a good idea. I'm sure Rick will he be He probably knows that. me from Twitter anyway because my face is there. So. Yeah. But yeah, I wasn't impressed. I think uh, his time is done. Yeah. So Mark Bergevin, latest interview uh, he w- at the uh, NHL scouting combine. You read that interview, Gibby? Yes, I did. Did you watch it? Watch what? The interview. I didn't watch it. I just read it. Okay, me too. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Ooh. Um, I'm a little nervous to say the least. <laughs> Why? I don't know, man. The way Bergevin was talking was like he was saying stuff like, oh, um, sometimes you don't pick the for sure thing you pick the guy who you think might develop into the best player yeah but maybe it's like maybe like you know him he doesn't i told you i i've said this in previous podcasts he's not the best english he speaks english okay but he's not the best communicator in english it's just kind of i don't know man it kind of made me nervous. sometimes he tries to like make a point but it doesn't come out in english like he's thinking about it you know it's just it doesn't it didn't sound right to me and i was like oh my goodness bergerman what are you about to do at the draft <laughs> Like, literally, <laughs> this is a layup, okay? If Shveshnikov is drafted, you take Zadina. If Zadina is, dra- is drafted, you take Shveshnikov. It's a layup for us, okay? Yeah. And if Rasmus Delin comes to three, hey, <laughs> that's a slam dunk. No brainer. Highly, undoubted, hi- highly doubtful, but, you know, it, it's after, after the three, it kind of drops off. Just don't mess with But maybe up. he was doing that to throw other guys off, to make them think like he's looking elsewhere, right? You but know? why does that matter? I don't he's know. still got I number three. I just, I'm <laughs> trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. Bergevin, don't mess this up, please. Please. <laughs> like, okay, I don't think he's going to shop the pick. He, There's no. only he way. Actually, he already said he wasn't. Yeah, well, he didn't. Like, he did kind of <laughs> say he wasn't. Uh, <laughs> I mean, but at the end of the day, if somebody comes with, s- with a legitimate yeah, of offer, course, of course, I don't think he... You're gonna totally if take it, Im- it off the table. If it improves the team 100, percent you do it. But it's like, highly it's unlikely. Very unlikely. Yeah. And you know, another thing I took from that interview, though, it sounds like he's starting to drift away from the idea of Drouin at center. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah. S- but not ready to rule it out. So it kind of scares me because it sounds like if he doesn't get the deal done for that center, he can still use that Drouin second half improvement spiel. You know, to say. You know, we're going to give Drewen another go here. So that raised a red flag for me. But, I mean, besides that, it's the same old Mark. Mark being right. Mark. I, I think uh, at this point, there's nothing he can no, say. But, but he's transparent now, Lewis. <laughs> yeah, but there's nothing he can say that's going to make a difference. No, but he's transparent Actions now. is all that matters. Actions speak louder than words, my friends. Family matters. Great show. Can I do that? <laughs> Oops, did I do that? <laughs> all right. Oh, it is uh, a great show. <laughs> okay, moving on. the stanley cup final dude i know only one game has been played but what do you see i like the first game it was great 
great, great game. Great back and forth game. Honestly, I felt like Washington deserved the win, and I felt like they were the better team. I just felt like Vegas got a lot of rebounds and bounces that went their way. Which has been happening all playoffs for yeah, them. Yeah. Um, I'm curious to see the rest of the season. Series, sorry. <laughs> um, the season won't be very long. Um, and I believe it's going to be Washington in seven. Ooh, sticking by your choice. Of course. I think it's going to be... No, I think I took Washington in six, but I think this one's going to go the full... full oh, yeah. It's easy one. to say that now after Vegas steals a win. I, they didn't well, steal one. No, they didn't steal that. They were at home. Yeah, okay. You saw the ceremony. They were at home. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I think it's going to be a good series. Should the games be as back and forth like they were in game one, I guess we're just going to have to see and wait mm-hmm. until tonight. See if tonight's game two is the same. Yeah, which the, kicks off in what an hour? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right now it's uh, seven p.m. S- Eastern. Uh, the Vegas Golden Showers. Okay. What? Yeah, that's what I'm going <laughs> to call them. <laughs> they will not be stopped. Okay, they will not be stopped. I think Washington is going to put up a fight, but I don't see them winning. This team can smell victory, and they're like a and shark. shower. They're like a shark smelling blood. They're like a wolf hunting a goose. Do what? I don't know. Do Wilt? No? Okay. Probably uh, not. <laughs> the first game was really entertaining. Okay? There was. Uh, and I predict that this whole series is going to be really fun and exciting series, but I think that this is Vegas's year, man. Yeah. The next show we have, the Habilis and the podcast, we will be crowning the Golden Misfits as the Stanley Cup champions. Yes, that's what they call themselves. So how many games is that? That you're saying that they're going to win in, in how many? No, I'm just saying we're not going to have another show until it's done. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah. Stop yelling. Our next show is when... Uh, Spoiler alert. <laughs> well, we've told them. We're working on well, our YouTube channel. You didn't channel. tell me that. You just broke my heart. Oh, sorry, man. We're not going to uh, see each other. <laughs> okay. Okay, so... I need uh, sleep. You know what time it is now, Gibby? What time is it? Tweets of the week. <laughs> what you got? All right, so for those of you that don't follow hip-hop... Um, Drake just got dissed by a guy named Pusha T. So a lot of people are saying, RIP Drake, RIP Drake, like Drake just died, blah, blah, blah. Pusha T killed him. So I got a few, um, tweets that people did regarding the, uh, new Avengers movie. So you're going to see the pictures. I thought they were pretty funny. So a guy tweeted, yo, Wayne, I don't feel so good. So like, it's, <laughs> yeah. buddy, it's Drake. It's a picture of Drake deteriorating, like in the show, in the movie. That's a spoiler alert. Um, and then it's R.I.P. Drake. Your hidden son will not remember you. And it's Pusha T with the Thanos arm. Oh, <laughs> so I thought those were pretty funny. I got another one, but you can say yours, and I'll pull it up. Yeah. After. So mine has to do with the earlier Roseanne show got canceled. So Uber Facts tweeted: Roseanne Barr says she was ambient tweeting when she published those controversial posts on Twitter yesterday. Sanofi, the pharmaceutical company that makes Ambien, responded saying, racism is not a known side effect of any Sanofi medication. (laughs) 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 So yeah, (laughs) Roseanne, racism is not a side effect of any medication. Yeah, smart enough. Whoa, that was like an inner burp. That was weird. Um, (laughs) So I got another one. Did you swallow a frog? (laughs) Yeah, I know. That was weird. Okay, so I found another one just as I was about to leave um, to come to your house. Uh, it was Kathleen Wynne. For those that don't know, Kathleen Wynne is the premier of Ontario. Um, not for long. 
not for long. So she basically posted, you'll want to have a good look at this. And it's a video of her saying, um, oh, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry for making single moms be able to afford blah, 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 blah. I'm not sorry. Basically like boosting up her own, like what she's done over her time. So somebody replied and said, yo, bro, you legalizing ranch dip? <laughs> what? What? I thought that was so. St- I don't know why. I think maybe because I didn't. I'm. I'm. Not, I, I'm on very minimal sleep. I just thought okay. that was so funny. I don't know why. <laughs> That's weird. Uh, people are funny though. Um, I got another one too. It's uh, my roommate. Somebody tweeted this. Uh, Broke Jack Donne Donahue. Uh, my roommate just finished writing a book on how to get money and now needs money to publish it. And then somebody just uh, <laughs> responded, uh, tell him to read the book. <laughs> <laughs> wow. How, you, how, how are you going to write a book on how to get money but don't have money? I don't know. I don't know. Weird people. All right, we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. And on the other side, we have Costa Ronzocos, our special guest. Want the latest Habs news with game previews, reviews, and highlights? How about full coverage of development camps and special events? Looking to follow the Laval Rocket or the Brampton Beast more closely this season? Perhaps you'd like to learn more about team prospects. Would you like a place to socialize with hockey fans all over the world? We've got what you're looking for at allhabs.net, the place where you'll find everything you need to be the most informed and connected Habs fan around. Allhabs.net. All right, and up next, we have our special guest, Costa Ronzocos. He's a writer for the Puck Authority website, and he's the host of the Next Generation Hockey podcast. Costa, how are you? I'm very good. How are you guys? Doing great. Good, good. Always doing good. We're always good. Always good. Thank, <laughs> thank you for having me on the podcast. Really appreciate it. No problem. We'd be doing better if we were watching the Montreal Canadiens yes. versus the Vegas Knights in the finals, but, I mean, we'll have to live with it for this year, right? I can't disagree with that. Definitely <laughs> wish they were in the finals. Absolutely. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously, our season is over, but... A lot of important things to keep an eye out for, so that's why we're bringing you on. I know you like to focus on prospects, so tell us a little bit about what you do. All right, well, uh, you know, I'm, I'm 21, 22. I'm uh, still really young, so I'm trying to find my way into this world, and one of the things I, I think I'm good at, it's, it's evaluations and, and people evaluations, and uh, look, the prospects have always been something I've, I've been looking at ever since, I'd say, 20, 2008, 2009. And mm-hmm. it's just getting bigger every year. So, you know, I write for the Puck Authority. I have my own podcast on SoundCloud. And just just try to get to know these players before they're drafted. That's great. That's great. Okay, so I'm going to ask you. If you're the GM of the Habs, okay, who would be your first two picks in this year's draft? So I'm talking the first round and our first second round pick. Okay, so you're talking about number three and number 35, right? Exactly. Okay. Number three, I think it's very simple. Whoever's left from Zadina or Zvechnikov, it, it, it's that simple for me. Um, you know, I, I like Brady Kachuk. I like uh, Bokvist. I like Hughes. But I think there's a drop-off, 
you know, there's a drop-off after Dalin, and then there's a drop-off after the two wingers. So it's whoever's left. For argument's sake, we'll go with Zadina. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, and, I agree. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree uh, with and that. And I've been, mm-hmm. I've been, like, I think at the end of the day, if, I know Zadina outscorched uh, Shvechnikov this year, right? That's he, correct. He yeah. had more points than him, but, I mean, I, I agree with you 100%. Either Zadina or Shvechnikov, I don't think we can pass up on them. I think I think you're giving up a if you pass up on both or either or you're passing up on possibly a 40 goal score. I think both of them, especially Zadina, he has that incredible shot. It's almost, you know, it'd be a, like a lack of respect, I'd say, if you pass on either or. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and we we all know that uh, the Habs need some goal scoring, so can't yeah, pass that exactly, up. Exactly, exactly. I mean, especially if you move on from someone like Max Pacioretty, there's no one in the system, I'd say, other than, let's say, Galchenyuk or Lekkonen on potential that can fill that void, you know? Yeah. I agree with you. So what about the next pick after that? So three, like I said, I think it was very simple. You, you pick either or, but I pick 35. This is... You know, this is the range where I'd say you put it into a blender and then whoever comes out. Uh, pick 25 to 35, in my opinion, can go either way. Uh, I I wrote a, an article on, on the Puck Authority. I came out with Akil Thomas from the Niagara Ice Dogs. Um, mm-hmm. I compared him to Mitch Marner. Um, not as dynamic, but definitely the, the skills and the way they play, um, very, very similar. If Akil okay. Thomas drops to 35, it's a no-brainer for me. He's, he's rated around that... 25th to 30 mark um, but he would be my player if he was available mm-hmm. anybody else to keep an eye out for i mean for sure there's there's ryan mcleod from uh, the miss uh, from the mississauga steelheads he's the brother of uh, of michael mcleod he played for new jersey there's uh, benoit olivier gros he plays for the halifax mooseheads he's a center center and french center yes and center french. and french that's, that's correct <laughs> that's the guy that's the guy we're getting <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> but uh, he he dropped. Uh, Benoit Olivier was more of a of a twentieth, you know, first round. Uh, but he's dropped a bit over the over the course of the year. Players have jumped over him, but he would be a good mm-hmm. value pick at thirty five or thirty eight. Mm-hmm. Okay, <clears throat> so th- those are two guys to definitely keep an eye on. But yeah, I agree with you too. I mean, at that point in the draft, I know it's kind of a hard question to answer. There's always a the favorites, the guys that you're looking at, but I mean, anything could happen. Guys can get picked right before you're ready to pick them. I mean, at that point in, in the game, you really don't know. Absolutely. So, I mean, I know this year is very important, but I, if you look at the body of work done in previous years by Timmons and the team, how would you rate that, that um, job? Because I know we've yeah. been taking mm-hmm. a lot of heat. A lot of people talk about poor drafting or poor development how do you rate this you know that that's a very good question because you know i feel like this this uh this fan base is very divided it's either you really like timmons or you think timmons has done nothing for this team unless there's a middle i've never seen it before mm-hmm. am i wrong or am i right no i, I feel 100 percent. so you know since we'll compare let's say the mark bergevay era since 20 2012 the first two years were kind of rough. Um, you know, you, you got Galchenyuk, yes, you got Charles Hudon. 2013, you got Michael McCarron. It's not looking too great on his side, but, you know, he, he's still in the organization. You mm-hmm. know, Delarose, Lekin, and Fucale. You know, I'd say it's a decent... 2012, 2013 was okay. Yeah. Starting 2014 is when you saw the real, the real talent. You know, you got Sherbach, 
you know, you got in the seventh round, you got Jake, Ev- um, Jake Evans, like I mentioned. Uh, he looks to be one of the steals of the draft. You have Brett Lernout in the third round, and then you got a player uh, who played for Providence last year in the NCAA. His name is Hayden Hockey, and his numbers were really good. But so is since- he Hayden Hockey? I don't think so. <laughs> it was actually one of the best names. You know, that was probably the yeah. best name of that draft. <laughs> Hayden uh, Hockey, what? <laughs> oh, Lord. But no, it's a beautiful name. <laughs> Uh, Sorry, so go on. To, I don't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. No, nah, it's all good. <laughs> to, to continue on that, you know, 2015, they, they drafted Juleson. Um, I think we can all agree Juleson is, is one of the better drafts in the past few years. Yeah. Um, yeah. They picked up a, a Swedish center, six foot two, I believe his name is Lucas Vedemo, signed a contract this year. Um, he's got some good skills. Uh, I think, you know, he could be potentially a 2 3. At least that's where I would mm-hmm. project him. Um, and then we picked up uh, Jeremiah Addis in the seventh round. You know, he, he missed his year last year with an injury. But that's one player who I would say you can keep an eye on. A skilled power forward. Not too bad. Uh, yeah, no, I and I spoke about it. I was excited to see him yeah. play in Laval, but it was mm-hmm. really unfortunate that he got injured because I really liked his leadership qualities. I liked the way he plays the game. I kind of said that he's kind of like an Andrew Shaw, but with a little more skill. Like, I know he's got a little bit of grit. And he's definitely a leader, so I, I definitely am going to keep an eye on him. If if you, um, if you guys watched the Memorial Cup, um, Windsor won last year, yeah. and he was a big part of that team. You know, him, Aaron yeah. Luchuk, Sergeyev, DiPietro, these guys were the key pieces to that team. And he was the captain on that team. Uh, co-captain, I think co-captain, yeah. Oh, was he? Okay. Yeah, I think Luchuk so. was the main guy, but he was definitely one of the captains, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, to continue, 2016, Mete, Bitten, Pizzetta, those are three guys. I mean, Mete, we all know what he did last year. Um, you know, Bitten played in the Memorial Cup this year, did pretty well. Sort of in the shadow of Robert Thomas, um, mm-hmm. you know, one of the, the better players not in the NHL. But I think Bitten, to me, he reminds me a bit of, of Brendan Gallagher. Uh, maybe less uh, goal scorer, but definitely more skilled and more speed. Mm-hmm. Um uh, definitely a much more aggressive player. Uh, he's, mm-hmm. you know, I think if you can refine him, um, he could definitely be one of our better prospects. And then jumping to 2017, I mean, can I say it's probably the best draft under the Mark Bergevin era? You got Ryan Paling, Josh Brook, Ekonen, Kale Fleury, and yeah. probably maybe next year the best goalie in the NCAA. You got Caden Primo. So yeah. Yeah. That's that's one of the better early drafts. Early on, early on, it looks that looks really good. That yeah. looks like a really good draft. Because if you want to project these players, Ryan Paling is a top six center, mm-hmm. projection wise. You know, he's a he's yeah. a more mobile, more offensively gifted Jordan style. I'll take that. You know, one hundred percent. You know, yeah, you have I, uh, you have these players like Josh Brook, who's probably going to be going to be playing for Team Canada at the World Juniors next year. Um, Kale Fleury, you might see him in Lavelle. You know, there's a little bit of a loophole in his age and how it works, the cutoff date. Mm-hmm. So he can play in the CHL or he can play for Laval next year. Right, mm-hmm. right. Okay. So I would yeah, say... And, and he since, was yeah. impressive. He was impressive. We spoke so. about that earlier. I think so. Yeah, I he think was he's, very impressive. He's a wild card for me. I think he he's definitely got everything that you want in a top four defenseman potentially. And this guy can hit... Every, he, this guy hits everything he sees. Yeah, and he's strong, man. He was like, from that tournament, he, he lo- it looked like nobody could uh, could stand toe-to-toe with him. No, nah, and then when people he, can... He was that strong. That's true. People who could stand up to him were probably bigger than him. So Yeah. Um, so to answer your question, since 2014, it's definitely been getting better. 
And then this year, I, I feel like it's probably at one of those franchise-defining drafts. Yeah. So, I mean, I just... So, in ending, I mean, it doesn't seem like their track record is as bad as people really think. I think what it is is it's, it's also because of the fact that the Habs, for other than 2012, I believe it was, when we finished in the bottom five and we ended up getting Galchenyuk, I feel like people are so judgmental because they look at all the top five guys that are, that are going in the draft and then they compare it to the guys that we're getting. But we're getting picks in like the third, between the 30 and 20th selection. So it's kind of, you kind of can't compare the top guys that are projected to go compared to the guys that are not as skilled at this point. You got to let them marinate in, in the junior system for yeah. a little while. Yeah. But I think that, what that's people one thing, more, yeah. they criticize more is like the Tenorties and the Louis LeBlanc, <laughs> you know? Um, listen, I, I don't know right? who it and, was and that, that, that was the it. problem. And people look at yeah. players who did go, other teams, yeah, other teams were able to draft guys in the second round. Yeah. No, right? that's true. So, yeah, moving on now, I'll uh, pass it to you, Gibby. Um, okay, so we had a down year. We know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you confident that this regime can turn this team around um so i am confident because of the changes they've made already um you know Mm -hmm. they've they've sort of cut ties with their friends and have made um they've made decisions that have potential you know uh, dom ducharme he's not just another guy he's a guy who could be the future coach you know he's got that potential in him you have joel bouchard who you know, could be one of the better coaches in the CHL in general, and you got him to, to coach your little Val Rocket. You cut ties, you know, Bergevin cut ties with most of his friends. You know, Rick Dudley's no longer there. You know, he moved on from, you know, J.J. Daniel. He moved on from Dan Lacroix, from Sylvain Lefebvre. These are just small steps, but in the right direction. You know, the prospects mm-hmm. he signed. You know, he signed Alexandre Alain, our good chez nous. He signed Hayden Verbeek, who a lot of people don't know about, but he's a very talented player. Played for... Um, mm-hmm. The Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds. Uh, he signed Jake Evans when a lot of people thought he wasn't going to sign. Um, you know, he signed Bitt and Pizzetta. Those are just regular signings. But I think from the draft moving on forward, we'll see if that confidence stays or if it's deteriorating faster. Because um, mm-hmm. he has a very short leash. Um, Bergevin yeah. has one year and less. There's no way he stands more another year if this season is another horrible one. Yeah, I agree 100%. I think this is the most pivotal offseason that he has in his career oh, for yeah. the Habs right this now. This is it. This is do or die. Absolutely. Now, switching gears to the Stanley Cup, mm-hmm. who do you think is going to win, Vegas or Washington? <laughs> who, are you gonna, who you got? Who you got? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't put a bracket. I didn't make a bracket this year. And if I would have had a bracket, it would have been wrong from, from the first round. Um, I would have bet against both these teams. And I would have kept betting against them until the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah, that's yeah. I, I. I had Vegas losing in the first I round. I had Tampa Bay San Jose final. That was my final. Well, the Sharks are the team I follow the second most after Montreal, mm-hmm. and I thought you know I thought they could have done it. I thought, I thought maybe, this was the year. Yeah, I thought maybe maybe um, maybe Winnipeg would have been too strong for them, but I think they could have reached that conference finals. I was wrong. <laughs> Yeah, me too. Don't worry, you're not alone. So what do you think? Who do you think? Who do you got? I know already it's kind of Vegas has game one. They're going to play another one tonight. But who do you got coming out on top and raising that cup? Um, It's tough to bet against both, but I really want to see Washington. I'm picking Washington to win this. 
Yeah, I I, I want to see Ovi finally raise a cup. I think he deserves it. It's yeah. been I'm, I, yeah. It's been how long? Since he raised the cup? Well, it, it's been a it's been since he started. He hasn't gone there. Yeah, he, he's yeah, never won course. a cup. That's yeah. that's yeah. pretty. You know, that's kind of um, it's kind of sad because he's one of the better <laughs> sharpshooters in this, in at least yeah, I've ever seen. You know, he could have been. Yeah, he could be one of the best goal scorers of our, goal scorers of our time. He needs this, and he needs to he win. He needs a cup. this. And to tell you the truth, I want them to win. Mm-hmm. I chose Vegas to win because I think they're going to win. I, I honestly do. And also, we had to keep the integrity of our show, so one of us has to be right. Right. <laughs> so that that was a real reason. But I definitely, I like, I want them to win. Don't get me wrong. I want. I think Ovechkin deserves it. But I just this Vegas team is strong, relentless. They push the pace. I just don't see them losing. Yeah, like if you're ever going to, you know, because the comparison is never going to die between Ovechkin and Crosby. But Crosby has, you know, let alone what he's done outside the NHL, he has three cups. You know, that's just a starting point. And Ovechkin, you know, all he can say is, well, I've won a few Rocket Richards. I've won, you know, I've won this, I've won that. But at the end of the day, you know, he's empty-handed in the NHL. Yeah. So. Okay, so yeah, that's pretty much all we got for uh, right now. Costa, I want to thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it was yeah. my pleasure. Uh, before we go, uh, give a quick plug. Where can I li- our listeners find your articles and uh, yeah. podcast? So I'm the most active on Twitter. Um, you know, I've been getting more and more active each day that you know that passes. Uh, my articles are on the Puck Authority. You can find that on uh, on my profile. And my podcast is on SoundCloud. That's also on my profile. So if you go straight to my profile on Twitter, all the information is there. Perfect. So what's your Twitter handle, just so our listeners yeah, know? Yeah, so it's at Ronzies, R-O-N-T-Z, three E's, Z again. And uh, I'm always active. I always appreciate a good conversation, as long as it stays professional. Of course. Got you. So everybody knows, all our listeners, listen to us first. Before you go, listen to his, okay? There you That's go. just the rule. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> now, Costa, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure, and I'm sure we'll talk to you again soon. No problem. Thank you for having me, guys, anytime. All right, so that was Costa Ronzocos. Great guy. Uh, he's a friend of the show, and we'll have him on periodically. He's a young uh, man. He's uh, focusing on prospects. He he's, uh, writes some articles, so make sure you follow him. And uh, you know what time it is now, Gibbs? What time is it, sir? <sighs> what? Word on the birds. The Toronto Blue Jays got off to a fantastic start. And now? Flew out the gate and then, bam, no. smashed into a building. Window. It was the CN Tower. And are slowly sliding down. <laughs> they smashed the right into the CN Tower. Sad and times. Now we are twenty-five and thirty. Something right? like that. Twenty-five and thirty or twenty-five and thirty-one. Something like that. All right. So, I mean, it's getting to the point where this team is going to be fighting hard to make it. So, if it gets to that point, trade deadline. Who is the core group of guys that you're going to build around for the future? Well. Okay, I chose... And for f- the record, I'm not giving up. I still think they can make no, it. No, but it's... Just got to get healthy. Yeah, just stay healthy and, you know, just whatever. So I chose a few roster players and I chose a few pitchers. Now, the obvious two are Bo Bichette and Vladimir Guerrero. Now, you're talking about... No, I, like, I'm not talking about 
let's talk about roster players because those pro- like prospects, we're not going to trade those guys. Let's talk about okay, who fine. you're keeping that's on the roster right now. Okay, so right now, Teoscar Hernandez, another quality player who has to improve his defense a little bit. He's got speed, but sometimes he has to remember the mechanics and fundamentals of the game, hitting, i.e., hitting cutoffs and such like that. He's like me in uh, softball. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Made my season debut, for the record. It was pretty good out there. Yeah. Uh, I think with a little bit more seasoning on him, he'll be a quality outfielder for the future. Um, so as for starters... Uh, starting pitching, I would go Sanchez, Nate Pearson, um, as well. So Sanchez is a solid quality guy. He's struggling this season, but he's proven to be a solid one-two starter. Uh, with Pearson, he's a six-foot-six guy who throws around ninety-six, ninety-seven. He's uh, a prospect, but yeah, he's a quality guy to have. Good player. Um, now, as for the relief guys, I have. Danny Barnes and Joe Biagini. I think Biagini serves a better purpose as a long-term relief yeah. pitcher rather than a starter. Yeah, no, the starting the starting experiment is done for Biagini. Yeah. Just it's over. Both guys are quality have quality arms um, that can continue to grow and become dominant bullpen arms. As for the closer, of course, best case scenario is Roberto Osuna. I'm hoping the Blue Jays give Osuna another chance after his case is all said and done, and he served his suspension. He's an amazing talent, and he could be one of the best closers in the game of all time. Uh, <clears throat> he was the youngest slash fastest pitcher to reach 100 saves, which is something which is a very good success. And he threw it all down the drain. Um, I'm hoping he can turn around <laughs> his life and learn from his mistake uh, for his sake and the future of the closing role for the Blue Jays. Okay. Uh, me, just trade everybody. I don't care. Everybody on the roster, get rid of them all. Okay. No. I'm keeping Sanchez, and I'm keeping Stroman. Those are my two starters. Those are the two guys I want to build around. Mm-hmm. Hap, probably, I mean, he's been so good, but he's getting up there in age. We can probably trade him for something pretty good. Um, Smoke, I like Justin Smoke. I still think that we can keep him around. I think that he's still got some quality, a lot of quality baseball left in him. Um, Teoscar Hernandez, I agree with you on that one. He, I think he's a fielder of the future. And uh, Pilar, I still like Pilar. I think Pilar's having a great year. He grew with us. I like to keep him. And I think that everybody else on the actual roster, I don't see them being a mainstay. As for, I agree with you, Danny Barnes and Biagini and the bullpen. I mean, those are pretty much the only guys you really see there. Tapera too, actually. Sorry, yeah. I like Tapera. Like I said, we seen and we spoke about it before. I said Tapera would get some chances to close. He did. He's been okay. So that's who I like, man. Mm-hmm. But it's getting to that point where they're going to have to think about who they're going to keep and who they're going to get rid of yeah. if they don't turn it around, which I still think they will. Now, what's going on with Russ Martin? Why is he playing every position? Yeah, I don't know what's is going on. Is he pitching tomorrow? Yeah, probably. <laughs> like, what's going on with Russ Martin? Um, honestly, I think Russell's knees can't take the beating that catchers endure day in and day out anymore. I mean, he's 34, 35 to 
35 degrees. Wow. 34 or 35 <laughs> years old. He's hot. He's hot. <laughs> um, I also think that with his bat slowly heating up over the past few games, few weeks, they are trying to keep him in the lineup. So they're seeing where he fits. And they also want to take, and they also want to put Maley in. The holes we have right now are shortstop and corner infielders, or corner outfielders, sorry, due to injuries or just lack of players. So I think they're seeing where he can fit in in order to keep his bat in the lineup. Yeah, I can agree with that. Or mm. uh, he sucks at catching. He's done. Doesn't suck at catching. Uh, they could be showcasing him for a trade. They're not right. going to showcase contender. him. You know, like, hey, man, this guy can play everything. <laughs> no. No? No. Okay. Well, I think it's mostly because, yeah, Luke Maley getting his reps in. Um, but, yeah, I agree with you 100%. I, I, too, think that there's something going on with him. They're trying to find where he can play. His bat is hot, so they want him in the lineup. But uh, he's not a young man anymore. Yeah, he's you getting know? older. He's not, a, he's not a young man anymore. So, like I said at the beginning of the season, I said that he was going to be one of those guys who are on their way out, who's going to struggle. I mean, I know the bat's getting a little hot, but he hasn't been the greatest. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens with him, but whatever. Yeah. It's kind of sad, though, that we have to resort to this, but that's how injured they are right now. Yeah. I mean, it's it sucks, but that's what it is. Uh, speaking of another guy who struggled, who I thought was going to have a breakout I year. Thought I projected him to have like 17 wins. Aaron Sanchez continues to struggle. Two and five, four, seven, seven ERA. What's going on? I, I feel like his command is all over the place. He, uh, he also changed up his repertoire a bit. Um, he's staying away from his curveball, which was always a really good pitch for him. He always usually got the, uh, the outs with that. Um, I feel like he needs to stick to his guns from before while mixing in something new. But his one-two should always be the fastball curveball. He just needs to get that confidence back. There's been a few, like, he hasn't been terrible. There's been a few starts he actually did pretty well, but then ended up getting unlucky and didn't even get the win. Mm-hmm. So, it's kind of a little bit of unlucky starts and him trying to switch up his repertoire a yeah, little bit too A lot much. more change-ups. Yeah, he's throwing a lot more change-ups, and I feel like he should just stick to the curveball. Yeah. Uh, listen, he has great stuff. There's no question. He has oh, great 100%. stuff. His stuff moves so much. I mean, sometimes too much. Uh, and I think that like it's been a mixture of not getting certain calls, and then he's not throwing enough strikes, He's, I find him, he's pitching behind a lot, uh, and he's getting hurt in, in hitters' counts, you know, and that, that's been a big issue. Um, but at the end of the day, I think, keep in mind, he's missed, he missed practically a full season last year. Yeah. So it's going to take a bit to adjust, and just like you said, too, changing up his repertoire, introducing that changeup. He's really trying to work on that changeup because that changeup is a huge pitch for him because, I mean, if he can knock off some miles per hour on there off that changeup, uh, that could be a weapon, the fastball yeah. changeup combination, right? Mm-hmm. So I know he's working on that, and I, I think that they're giving him that opportunity. They're like, listen, this is the year or this is the time to do it, to work it out throughout the game. Yeah. We want you to try and get that because it could be deadly. He can be a, you know, amongst the top in the league if he can get that right and then just throw that curveball as your wild card pitch, mm-hmm. right? So I see what he's trying to do. But again, missed the full season. I'm not 
worried about him. I think he'll adjust. I'm sure he's going to bounce back and finish strong. I think he's going to finish the second half of the season. I think he's going to have a strong season. I hope so. That's my prediction. All right, Gibby. It's time for our newest segment. Let's have some fun. Okay, Gibby. This is the what it is edition of Let's Have Some Fun. There is a possible 15 points you need to get. Okay. I mean, sorry. There's a possible 15 points. You need at least 10. Mm -hmm. Okay. Out of the 15 to win. Okay. Uh, some of them are common mistakes that people make, and some I'm going to determine which answers are correct because that's just the way it should be. Mm-hmm. So think of that. Okay. Okay. So it's what, what it is, addition. Is it Target or Target? It's Target. You are correct. That's okay. one point. Is it Walmart or Walmart? It's Walmart. You are correct again. That's two points. Oh, my God. Is it Montreal or Montreal? It's actually Montreal. You are wrong. No, it's Montreal. You're wrong there. That's fine. Is it Sherbert or Sherbet? Sherbert. You are wrong again. Bathroom or washroom? It's washroom. Nope. Bathroom. Washroom is a Canadian thing only. Look, you, you don't see washroom anywhere. Bathroom or restroom? Well, restroom, yeah. Wrong again. Kibosh or kibosh? I have no idea what that even is. Kibosh. Hey, ding, ding, ding. You are right. Is it bagel or bagel? Bagel. Anybody that says bagel, I don't like okay, you. Okay, good. You're good. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, jam or jelly? Jam. Okay, good. Yeah, that's another one, right? Subway or Mr. Sub? Mr. Sub. There you go. Got to go with the great old I know Canadian what Mr. Sub. I know what you, your answer is, so I had to go with Mr. Sub. Mr. Sub's I'm the a best. Subway guy, but that's fun. Mr. Sub's the best. Stick with Don't the Don't go to the Subway on Louis St. Laurent and Bronte <laughs> Street for those of you that live in Milton. It's terrible. Keep going. Uh, sandwich or sandwich? It's sandwich. I'm not Italian. <laughs> okay. Is it gyro or gyro? Yiro. All right. Another one right. Is it pop or soda? Soda. No. It's pop, man. That's garbage. It's pop. No. That's we call garbage. it pop. No, that's we garbage call it because pop. you said it was a Canadian thing. I know, but I pop said some of them. Pop I is said a some of them I would determine. You're terrible at this game. <laughs> I made the game up. How can I be terrible? You're terrible. It's, it's pop. Come this on. Is unfair. Come on. We all know. Ben and Jerry's or Hagen Dazs? Ben and Jerry's. Yes. Correct. Haagen Dazs is too, like, it's rich and too sweet. Ben and Jerry's got the best flavors. And they're classic. All right, so here it is. This is the bonus round. You need to get two out of the four. Right now, you're at seven. Okay. So either way, I think uh, you've lost. That's but fine. <laughs> at least save some face here. No, no, you're at eight. Sorry, you're at eight. So this is this is for the win here. You need to How get two. Two out of the four. Okay. So it's pick the two best burgers mm-hmm. out of the four. Which What are the two best? So the Big Mac from McDonald's, mm-hmm. the Whopper from Burger King, the Teen Burger from A&W, or the Baconator from Wendy's. What okay. are the two selections? If the Whopper isn't in your top two, I'm never doing a podcast with you ever again because I think the Whopper is the best of the four. <laughs> so I'm going with the Whopper, and I'm going with the Big Mac. 
Ding, ding, ding. You are correct, my friend. Of course. Okay, the, the Whopper is the best burger of the four. The Don Datas, it's the Whopper, and it is the Big Mac. Although the Teen Burger is quality. The Teen Burger is, is third for me. And if you want to die, have a Baconator. Baconator, yeah. Baconator's Baconator, intense. I had, a, I had one Baconator one time. I got <laughs> chest pain right after. Never had a Baconator <laughs> ever again. So there you go. Gibby finally won one of my games. Yeah, it's about time. These games are horse. <laughs> Horse poo. <laughs> Just straight garbage. Congratulations, Gibby. Thank you. Proud of you. So, like we said earlier, there will be no more shows until the play uh, Stanley Cup is do- done. Hey, man, we might be doing one next week. The Vegas might sweep. We yeah, never you know. never know. So, that's when we'll be back. Uh, it'll be a short wrap-up show. Uh, we're going to start up the YouTube channel, so keep an eye on Twitter for that. We're going to have a post-draft show with Rick Stevens. He's going to come on. Um, we're also going to have a free agent frenzy show. And then after that, it'll just be our YouTube channel, which also you can see some of our videos on allhabs.net will be featured on there. Uh, and then after that, it'll just be rookie camp and training camp. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we're not going to say farewell yet because you're still going to have us a little bit more. But, uh, hey, it's, uh, that's another episode of a Hab a Listen. See ya later. Bye, have a great time.